I have a friend who can't say like a difficult word without using a specific voice. Like, so if she was ever going to talk about anything difficult or cute, she uses a voice like this. Oh, oh. so like, for instance, ready? Well, she told me she has cancer. Like, why couldn't you just say, oh, she told me that she has cancer, right? But no, you know, so she'll be like, yeah, and you know, she told me she has cancer. Like, why did you just flip into that like granny voice? And she'll also do it on things that she thinks are really cute. Like, uh, um, <laughs> making myself laugh. She'll say things like, we'll be, at, we were in the office once. And she was like, do you have that policy bound? I was working in insurance. Do you have that policy bound? Because I need to get it out to the client. And I was like, yeah, I'll get it to you right now. And she was like, you know what I'm going to do tonight? I thought I'd make some snickerdoodles. Why did you say it like in that voice? I'm so confused. So then I had a friend, Heather, from my one of my Broadway gigs. And I told her about snickerdoodle voice. That's what we called it, snickerdoodle voice. And so she started talking like that 24-7. So she was like, Jim. And I was like, yes. (laughs) And she was like, I've just signed up for a candle making class. (laughs) I was like, that is ridiculous. And then, of course, she took calligraphy. Oh, my sister got a dachshund and I'm crocheting ear warmers. So anyway, I love the concept of using a different voice when you're talking about a specific topic. I think it was for us theater kids made extremely popular in the Brighton Beach memoir movies. Whenever they would talk about cancer, she couldn't even say the word cancer. She would just whisper cancer. Like she couldn't even like, you know, and so uh, do you guys have any examples in your head of like when you flip into almost another alter ego to talk about a difficult topic or, or, or a cutesy topic? Didn't Mayor Winningham do that in St. Elmo's Fire too, when they go to the dinner table, when she brings Rob Lowe home for dinner and she's like, my mother uses a different voice. And she literally is like, you know, the neighbor has cancer. Like that. (laughs) But yeah. No, I was going to say, I think a lot of people do that. I know some of my relatives do that as well. When they say, if they say things that are either like awful or sometimes a little bit racist, they get a little more (laughs) hushed tone. (laughs) Yeah. No, there's no hushed tone in the Sheldon family. (laughs) None whatsoever. Yeah. I came home Christmas morning once from New York City and my father, it was literally Christmas morning. And he walked into the bedroom and he was like, just so you know, everybody else knows I've got cancer. Merry Christmas. Come on, let's go get pancakes. That was, that's how I found out my father had cancer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Well, I, this is a story that Christine loves. I was doing something on Christmas morning before my parents got separated and my father was being horrible to me and I didn't appreciate it. And I was probably a little cry, a little whiny. And my father said, look at this one over here acting like it's fucking Christmas. 
Christmas or something. And I screamed, it is Christmas, you asshole. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, look at this yeah. one thinking it's Christmas or something is a uh, common phrase I use with Christine. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. We didn't, t- Jimmy and I, we didn't grow up with too much uh, whispering. It sounds no. like. No, no, it's so funny because my mom was really timid and quiet, but it's because she was abused by my dad as well, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, but my the Lanahan side of the family, holy crap! I mean, the loudest people, yeah. and you know what they would do at family gatherings? They would like every single time, every single time they would get into food fights. And I'm like, why are you all, why did you all cook for six hours to come to this gathering to ultimately throw the food on each other and then go home angry and not talk for a month? I mean, we know how this is going to play out. Yeah. That's crazy. So it got to a point where I would say to my mom, like, oh, we have that thing at Aunt Patty's house. What are we in charge of? We're in charge of condiments. Well, get the big squeezy ketchup because that'll make the best gun in three hours. True story. (laughs) 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 Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you go. No, you. Just so everybody knows. So before we started recording today, I yelled at everybody about overtalk. And now you all are being so polite. I am absolutely peeing my pants. No, you. No, No, you. I'm making snickerdoodles. Just give me a moment. You first. Like, what was that character in? uh... I actually heard Stephanie first. So go ahead, Stephanie. So like the, the laugh ends like my, so the Laffins were drunks. The Feingolds were screamers. And when my parents got together, they were like, we're not doing that. They were, my mother didn't want to live in a world where there was such a high level screaming. Like my grandmother would scream so much. Like there were cracks in the walls mm. in places from the drinkers the too. Not yeah. on my mom's side as my dad's side was just a bunch of drunks. Mm-hmm. But, um, so my, they didn't want to live this life of dissension. So like things only got to high volume within the last 20 years when my dad got deafer and deafer. So we never had that. Like, I mean, they fought, but they just didn't scream at each other. You know, um, the laugh and scream at each other, which is always uncomfortable. They'll, and like the volume of mental health, is equitable with the volume of the voice. So mm-hmm. there yeah. you go. Usually is. Yeah. Yeah. What were you going to say, Christine? Um, no, I was just going to say that, like, I find it funny that my mom's side of the family is, uh, although they haven't really had get togethers in quite a while, but when they did, they were always much louder than my dad's side of my family, which was ironic because my mom is like, so, she's so always concerned about like what other people think. And so if you say anything too loud, she gets really anxious. And so one of my favorite things in the world to do is to make her uncomfortable in public. Um, And so (laughs) when she had her, I think she was when she had one of her knee replacements, we had gone to the mall and I convinced her to let me push her around in a wheelchair so that, you know, she wouldn't be uncomfortable. Um, 
And so I kept pretending like she was stealing stuff and I'd have to like reprimand her in like the stores. And I thought she was going to die and it made me so happy. You know, I will do that to my mom too. And like, I'll say things, I mean, I'll just be so crass with her and she'll say, you can shut up now. Like my mom won't have it. Uh, Christine, you know what you made me think of? Your mom in the scooters at Target. That is one that is to this day, like the funniest thing that's probably ever happened. And I'll describe the story. It's not going to come off as, as uh, funny, but she, (laughs) after, I think it was a different knee knee replacement. She, uh, I agreed, (laughs) she agreed to go to target and get one of those little motorized scooters. Um, even though she didn't want to. And so she gets on it and she goes off and I'm over in probably the maternity section looking at clothing. And um, I, you know how they have those, those racks with the like folded sweaters. So it's just sort mm-hmm. of like three or four things. So I see, I see over the top of it, just like her head go by like on the scooter. And so already I'm like, I'm already laughing. And then she sees me and tries to turn towards me and loses control of it. And just bam, right into like one of the the circular racks. And, and she is like so nervous and obviously (laughs) mortified about that. She did this that she's trying to back up, but she's hooked onto it. So it's just this constant beeping and her trying to like, back up and I know inside that she's dying and um, for years just even thinking about that it would make me laugh cry like yeah. it was so funny I can see that it yeah. is really funny one time yeah. after the stroke my mom was in her wheelchair we went to Target my mom hated it because it was still very overwhelming for my mom to be in a store with the shelves stacked that high it was too busy for my mom's brain after the stroke so she did a lot of like just waiting for me to like pick something up and come back and she was always trying to get out of people's way and at one point my mother did back into a large stack of barbie products that came down to the ground and i was like i don't even know what to do there's 20 boxes of barbies everywhere like my mom's in a wheelchair i'm trying to have her hold her giant box of large depends like it was just oh so but you know now i look back and i giggle like those moments with our moms are hilarious you know mom my sister annie she sent uh she sent me uh some pictures and videos she heard her back last week and she was tooling around target in one of those uh mechanized uh mm-hmm. scooters and she's like i'm, I'm so embarrassed <laughs> i have to lose weight i'm disgusting she kept texting these things and like sending pictures of her tooling around in this little thing it was hysterical i you love know. it yeah See, i actually realized that I recently yelled at my parents in public going back to the yelling and the loudness. (laughs) I forgot this. Well, they were, you know, my dad is really stone cold deaf. Like, like it's, we've tried every hearing product. He's part of this geriatric study. I don't want to like make him out to be a bad guy because I do that enough. But so 
the two of them are standing out on my parking lot. I'm only in a 55 unit building. They're standing in my parking lot screaming at each other. <laughs> Not that they're angry, but that they can't hear mm-hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. So my mother is trying to explain something to my father. He's yelling back at her that he can't hear her. And this is going on and on and on until I finally walk up to them and I go, you know, I have to live here. <laughs> you are embarrassing me. I'm mortified. I cannot believe this. And I think it was the, it was moving day too. So like no. the people are here and well, they're the parking. That lot. sounds effective, Stephanie. But it would have been better if you said, "Mom, Dad, I have to live here. <laughs> I'm embarrassed, mortified." <laughs> if I had done that, my dad would have been like, "What?" What? What? What are you saying? And then I would yell it back at him. And he, the worst part is, is you'd say it something like five times and then you scream it at him on the sixth time and he gets offended mm-hmm. that you're yelling at him. All right. You don't have to yell at me. What the hell are you yelling for? Yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah. Why are you yelling at me? Yeah. So good. Uh, listen, I want to say something else before we start the podcast. You guys. Doesn't Scott look great today? Doesn't Scott look like Scott? Healthy. And you sound pretty good. You sound good and you look really. um, Look how I've got a sexy scar now, too. Well, oh my God, ladies and gays love scars, Scott. They're all going to want to lick your neck area. I took the bandage off the other day and Marsha was like, wow, look at that thing. I'm like, yeah, I didn't realize it was going to be so prevalent, but it's a pretty good one. But All it's those, good to see you looking good, Scott, yeah. for real. Thank you, sir. All Feeling pretty good. Guys with the Harrison Ford scar here yeah. or here. Yeah. Well, you can't see it under my beard, but I've got a scar that runs over my top lip down into my bottom lip and down my chin from when I fell out of a tree when I was a kid. But mm. yeah. Chicks dig yeah. scars. It's true. You also can't see. Uh, Christine has a rather large scar, but you can't see it through her beard either. No. <laughs> It runs like along here. Yeah, yeah. it's okay. huge. Right it shows her beard, you know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys, let's start the show. Truth be told, I always wanted to host The View, but I don't exactly meet the lady requirement. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get my friends together and we're going to start a podcast. Hello. I am Jim Lanahan, and these are my friends. Ready? Let's go. Welcome to episode 61 of the Jim Lanahan and Friends podcast. Let's look around the room and say hello to Christine Sinecor. Hello. Scott Sheldon. Well, hello there. PSL. Hey. And of course, Dr. John Paul Higgins is off today. They have a professional commitment, but they'll be back on Monday. So how's everybody's week going? Very good. Good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's good. It's going good. I noticed your scars, Scott. (laughs) Who's the character on in... um... That Tennessee Williams play, uh, um, you know, the one that Marlon Brando made famous. It, it's Stanley it's, Kowalski. It's him and his wife, Stella, but Stella's sister. Blanche? Blanche. 
didn't Blanche talk like that? She's like, oh, the vapor is so oh, 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 my. My. Oh, my. You didn't tell me you were going to be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my. They didn't tell me you were going to be here. Christine and I say that a lot to each other. Christine and I have so many stupid inside jokes at this point. It's it's ridiculous. But uh, yeah, that's one of them. I don't remember how that started, Christine, but I can't stop saying it now. Well, I think it was originally you didn't tell me that two-faced bitch was going to be here. I don't, I don't remember where that's from. But then we also did used to do... Um, this Wait, isn't that from this is this is not going to make sense to anyone hearing this podcast isn't you didn't tell me that two-faced bitch was going to be here from the same special he's sucking now because he has to but he'll be sucking because later he wants to or something isn't that all from that time now, he, now he's sucking titty because he has to soon he'll be doing it because he wants to <laughs> that was about someone who was breastfeeding a, a baby that was breastfeeding. That's what I said. Anyway, this doesn't well, make sense to anybody well, but us. Okay. Oh, <laughs> we'll just be enjoying ourselves. Oh, Christine sucking titty. Oh. You know what that voice reminds me of? This is a deep cut. Georgia Angle. Do y'all know who Georgia Angle is? Mm-hmm. She talks like this. She yes. was on the Mary Tyler Moore show. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. She and a worked- theater actor, too. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It also reminds me of who is that uh, the black woman in Police Academy? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Didn't yeah. she just pass away? I think Did she? She, she was great. I don't remember her name, but yeah, yeah. she and then there was uh, you know <laughs> the Good Witch of the West, the Good Witch from uh, the Wizard of Oz, Linda. Oh, such <laughs> a smell of sulfur. Remember what she says. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what version of the yeah, I, no Scott, no Scott, Scott. Wait, Scott, what did she say? Say it again. Oh, such a smell of sulfur. I don't think I heard it. Can you do it another time? <laughs> I love it so much. Oh, oh that's smell of sulfur. Oh my you god. Know what, Scott, that's the voice you make when you when you finish doing it with a lady and yeah. you see maternity on the ground, maternity wear. Oh, oh maternity. maternity. <laughs> oh god, that is so funny. Uh anyway, we're completely off topic. I don't actually even know what we we're talking about, but uh that's hilarious. Um okay, Janine has just joined us. No, well, it's Scott's favorite friend with benefits. Janine yes, has just hello, joined Janine. us. Welcome. Yeah, there's nothing nothing more attractive than a male co-host who sounds like this. <laughs> oh, welcome, Janine. The woman's <laughs> name was Billy Burke. Now, that Scott, was the, if you that had was, both sides of your Linda. thyroid, could you make that noise? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> oh my God! All right, let's jump into Lady Things with Christine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Christine, tell us about some hardcore lady things. All right. Well, I had an experience um, recently that was uh, was pretty exciting. Oh, wait, hold on one second. Sorry. <laughs> wait a minute. 
he is on your keyboard. <laughs> Wait, Toby, <laughs> Toby just crawled, but Toby was on the keyboard, so we heard it go. <laughs> I love how I love how Christine just went. Hold on one second. Just hold on one I'm second. Sorry. And then this giant <laughs> fur thing. He's so cute. I love. He is cute, him. and he's wearing his onesie still. I know he gets it off on on Wednesday. I don't. We've been doing this podcast how long, and he has not. Okay. I think he's good. All I'll right, try ready? to block. I'm so sorry. We'll, we'll reset. Okay. Tell us about some lady things. <laughs> well, Jim, uh, this week I had, um, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Toby's like, okay, I think he's good. Segment now. <laughs> I think he's good. Toby's like, did someone say pussy? Because okay. I'm walking across the way. I think he's good for now. So let's let's reset and this should be. Oh it. Scott, pussy! Oh, such a pretty pussy! <laughs> I can't. That's too bad that if you're not a friends with benefits, you have to immediately to see Scott do the voice because it involves a little bit of like a shoulder shimmy and a lot of spirit fingers. It's actually yeah, almost hilarious. jazz hands. He's yeah. trying to be you Glinda. Look, you look like you're riding somebody on top. Like you, there's a bounce and a sway and then there's spirit fingers. Totally. Yeah. Oh. Oh. All right. Um, <clears throat> Christine, tell us about some lady things. Well, uh, this week, this week I had, um, I had an an interesting experience I wanted to share with you guys. Um, I had to go in for my yearly, uh, my yearly pap smear and exam with the, with the gynecologist. Yes. Which, you know, is never, it's never a a dreadful experience, but it's never something that you're like, Ooh, I'm excited to go get this done. And so, (laughs) It was with a new doctor because my previous doctor had um, moved to... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Scott, go ahead. Go ahead and say it. Do it in the voice. Oh, it's time for your pep smear. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I had a reminder on my phone like that that would tell me once a year. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) So I was going to see a new doctor because my doctor had uh, moved out of state. And normally when you go in, it's like a, like your typical doctor exam table and there's stirrups. And so you have to like get up on it. And when it's time for the exam, you have to do this like uncomfortable weird scooching thing where you like put your feet up in the stirrups and she's telling you to like move your ass closer. And it's just always this uncomfortable weird dance of like getting on this table. So I go in and instead of a table, there's this chair there that almost looked like something that you would sit in maybe to get like blood pressure taken or something. It was like a medical chair. And so I'm sitting there and she's going over history and all that. And she's like, okay, so it's time for the exam now. She's like, if you could just put your feet on those stirrups. And I look down and there are stirrups on either side of the chair on the floor. And I'm like, okay. So I put my feet in there. 
This woman presses a button, <laughs> and this chair no lifts up, and then as it lifts up, it like starts flattening out. So I go like from a seated position to all of a sudden fully like me like, on my back, legs up. It was the best thing I've ever experienced <laughs> at a doctor. I was like, this is amazing. It was wow. so that, so that takes out all the like weird. Like yeah. a little to the yeah. left, a little towards me, you know what I mean? So that's kind of yeah, you're already like on the edge. Yeah, it was great. You're was already on the Lady Gaga edge of glory. Yeah, yeah. I'm that just... sounds like some Beverly Hills shit, man. Yeah. Sounds like somebody made a lot of money creating, <laughs> creating I mean, the new. I, I assume all the room had chair. It. It was at, mm. what is the hospital name? Just put your vagina by Dr. the edge of the seat. <laughs> oh, for anyone in LA. Don't worry about sitting back. For oh, anyone in LA, where was it at, Christine? It's at the Spectrum's Women's Center, which I think is part of, it's part of a hospital. But That's I can't awesome. Remember, I can't remember the name of the hospital, but um, yeah. Well, so, Christine, is it yeah. weird, like... Um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm about to ask you 20 stupid okay. gay guy questions about pap mm -hmm. smears. Okay. Is it weird when you go, is it like me when I go to a new place to have work done in the back door area? Uh, like, is it weird when you go to a new doctor? Like, like, do you get used to the way one gyno does the pap smear? Like, do you get used to that gentle touch? Or is it always just horrible and it doesn't matter where you go because that speculum is like, you know? No, I don't think, I don't think that at least for me, it's, I don't think you get used to someone's touch. I mean, doctor, there are certainly doctors that have better bedside manner than other doctors. Um, my last one was my favorite ever. She just had like a great personality and just made it like really easy. Like mm. everything was just, um, and I've had some doctors that are extremely clinical and you leave there and you just kind of feel like, ugh. so. Yeah. Do you like it when they comment on how gorgeous your vagina is? Because we all know you've got a beautiful pussy. <laughs> no one does Funny that. thing is, when I was living in Chicago, I had a um, female gynecologist tell me that I had the cervix of a 13-year-old girl. And I didn't know how to take that. that and she a was girl. Like, he was like, it's lovely. It's a beautiful painting. It was a guy? Said no, that? it was a girl. It was a girl. Oh, okay. It was a woman. All right. It was a 13-year-old girl. <laughs> it was Would another 13-year-old. Yeah. yeah. Now, let me tell you this. Christine <laughs> might remember this. When I used to go to the dermatologist in Albany, I was working at General Electric. I had a certain health care plan that I had to go to a dermatologist an hour away. I was like, really? I get there. I do the paperwork. I go in and they're like, it's your first visit so today we do the full body exam where they literally map every mole and freckle on your body it took two oh hours yeah and she was a gorgeous lady probably mid-60s long hair down to her butt former flower child right? So this woman was probably at Woodstock, my hand to God. She had on the kind of glasses that when you put them on, they make your eyes look six times bigger because she's really getting in there to look at the shape of my freckles and my moles. Like she really, and she also had a huge light on her head, like a coal miner. So she was basically sissy spacek coal miner's daughter checking out my body. And when she got to the, I was fully undressed. 
except for my boxer briefs, because that was, that was so long ago. I was still wearing boxer briefs. I don't do that anymore. So she goes, okay, remove your underwear. And I was like, okay. I felt very comfortable with Sissy Spacek at this point. She had seen every other inch of my body, you know. So I pull my underwear down and she is literally about two inches from my junk. And she looks up at my penis and she says, quote, well, that's a real beaut. And I said, well, thank you. And then she touched this freckle on the front of my thigh oh my where my God. underwear covers. And she goes, she goes, it's a little irregular. We're going to watch that one. I thought she was talking about my junk. That's a real beaut. Uh, any other questions about Christine's vagina or the fancy hair? I have a, maybe a very straight man question, actually, but... Mm-hmm. When you said, Jim, you said, I'm going to ask, you know, a gay man question when I'm getting my, when I'm getting serviced, what did you mean by getting serviced? When you're going to the doctor to get serviced as a gay man, are there, are there things that they do to you that they don't do to me? No, I was making a metaphor where I was comparing <laughs> having a new partner enter my anus region oh, okay. and a new doctor entering Christine's vaginal region. Okay. I was thinking, am yes. I missing out on certain procedures because yes. of being straight? <laughs> that only happens when I get a massage in Palm Springs. We all know how that yes. goes down. Yes. We yes. Do. Or um, up for that matter. You never know. And you know what? Who am I to turn down? Lay down for your massage, Jimmy. (laughs) (sighs) So good. Uh, Anything else for Christine? Well, Christine, Mm -hmm. so how did you find this doctor? Because a lot of women who listen will want to know, especially if they're in the LA region, because finding a good one there is really hard. But how did you find a great doctor? Because I that's always... her, um, I'm on a, f- I'm part of a Facebook group for like women in comedy and multiple people had recommended her and I, I'll share her name. Her name was Dr. Amy Hill. She's, she's with Spectrum and I found the hospital. It looks like it's Good Samaritan Medical. Oh yeah. That's on the East side. Yeah, so it was it was downtown, and I initially was like, oh, I don't know if I want to go all the way down there, but it was totally worth it. Like, parking was great. She was great. Her whole office was fantastic. So if you're looking for a new gyno. Christine went right on the Facebook page for women in comedy, and she said, hello, funny ladies. I need a new gynecologist for my hilarious vagina. Yeah. Waka, Do you have waka. any suggestions? Yeah, and they, and they, they did. Well, I didn't ask it. Someone else had asked it and I just found her through there. Mm. But um, I very much liked her. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's Christine. Well, you're like, this fucking chair rocks. Did you say that to her? <laughs> I mean, I, I had played it cool. I didn't want her to know how much fun I was having. Right. It was my first visit. But inside I was like. <laughs> <laughs> so. Is everything okay? What did she tell you about your vagina? She didn't tell me anything about it, but my pap smear was normal. So good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. No, she did I give w- me a caricature afterwards, no. which I thought was kind of weird, but it was really accurate. So mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I love a pap smear on an everything bagel toasted. Oh, oh it's my favorite. Little locks and, and capers mm-hmm. on top. That's yeah. some New York Jew humor. 
Yeah. You're welcome, everybody. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, congratulations, Christine, on your very funny vagina and your mm-hmm. fabulous new doctor's chair. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like one of those for buffets. So I don't have to actually lay myself down when I'm that full. I can just mm-hmm. <laughs> push Christine. I'm like, Christine, push the button. I can't lay down on my own. <laughs> that in a maternity pant. Oh, my God. I yeah. mean, living your best life. That's buffet heaven. Yeah. We've become... <laughs> what's that movie? Uh, oh, shit. The Hangover? No, that cartoon movie it, that takes place in the future where everybody's in a chair with the robot. Futurama? Jetsons? Pixar movie. Sausage Party? Wa- Inside Wa- Out? Wally? Where in and out? Fat and they're stuck in chairs and they watch TV. Never mind. Oh, and I, you know what? I have no idea about Wall-E. I never saw it. But let me tell you this. You just made me think Wall E, and then I thought, because it's about robots. Yeah. And then I thought about Short Circuit, and then I want to tell you this. Do you remember last, I don't know, Thursday, last Monday, we were talking about El DeBarge on the Facts of Life? Yes. Mm-hmm. Guess what I heard yesterday? This is how my life works. Like, I do think the universe delivers you information in digestible cycles that make sense. If you really pay attention, there are there is a rhythm and a flow to life. I'm in my car yesterday. I'm at the McDonald's drive-thru getting a large diet Dr. Pepper. That's a classic Lanahan. And I heard on the radio that song, Who's Johnny, which was the theme song. It was the single from Short Circuit. And guess who sang it? Elle DeBarge. Elle DeBarge. Mm -hmm. Who's Johnny, she said, and smiled in a special way. Oh, it's so good. I was just bopping out in my car. You know, Steve Gutenberg, uh, who was also in Police Academy. No. Yeah, <laughs> with that lady with the voice. I that's right. right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Johnny? She said. <laughs> so stupid. All right, we will uh, oh, be right God. back after this dynamite commercial break. Hey everybody, it's Jim from the Jim Lanahan and Friends podcast. I hope you love the podcast as much as we love putting it together for you. But I have a favor to ask. If you've not already done so, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you find podcasts. And then, once you've subscribed, please rate our podcast five stars and leave us a quick review. Here's why I'm asking. Subscribing, rating, and commenting helps us immensely. When you do that for us, it helps new listeners find us more easily when they're looking for podcasts on their devices. And that, in turn, helps us grow our happy tribe of Jim Lanahan and Friends podcast listeners. Thank you in advance for subscribing. Thank you for listening to us every week. And of course, thank you for being a friend.
Welcome back from the commercial break. We're going to jump right into, by the way, I'm sorry. I, I have a peanut butter candy in my mouth from the I know. I saw you put it in your mouth. Mm, it's delicious. You know what I did, Scott? I put it in my mouth. He <laughs> said put it in his mouth. Oh, Jimmy has a peanut butter candy in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have an attitude of gratitude with Scott Sheldon. Today's, this week's gratitude uh, is actually all about (laughs) manifestation. to do your song. What? Oh, I'm sorry. You didn't leave me any space for your song. Okay, do it again. And now let's have an attitude gratitude gratitude (laughs) with Scott Sheldon. today oh, oh excuse me so today's we're talking about manifestation and i've been reading up on manifestation but marcia manifested everybody you ready she got herself a job this week so yeah. let's all have a round of nice congratulations Ooh, marcia. <laughs> after being laid off for Entire COVID because you know Marsha used to work in the hotel industry. She used to work for a high-end hotel doing their reservations for Aruba. The place was in Aruba. It was like three thousand dollars a night, and that went goodbye. So she just got hired. She manifested the exact job she wanted. She said, "These are the hours I wanted. These are the hours I want. This is the pay I want. This is where I want it to be." And she just kept saying that. And she would go to interviews and, and people would be like, well, we want to pay you this much. And she'd say, nope. And she would leave. Or she'd be like, no, thanks. She just manifested the shit out of it. And she got exactly what she wanted. The hours, the pay. It's literally around the corner from where we live. It takes her five minutes to get there. It's, uh, it's like a, the dream job that she could have gotten. And uh, Amazing. That's and awesome. everybody just loves her there. So I, I'm, to be honest, I'm so proud of her and I love her and I think it's great. But also I'm a little jealous because I, you know, I've been trying to manifest some stuff too. And last week I manifested um, a meeting with a new agency mm. and they loved me. Mm-hmm. They loved me so much that they want to sign me across the board. So I'm not going to give it all out this just yet, but it, it's pretty good. It looks like I'm going to have a new commercial agent and a new um, theatrical agent uh, coming into the coming into out of COVID. So I'm very excited. Congratulations! Exciting. Yes, I manifested that as well. So nice. what I want to know is, are you guys into the manifestation? I know Christine is. Um, what is it that you have manifested for yourself lately? say the last month or so that you've been just like, well, the universe did it, gave me exactly what I wanted because it's rare unless you really practice it. I've, I've started to realize that you really have to practice this stuff and live in the now and live in the future and let the past go. Mm-hmm. But uh, so what is, have you manifested anything that you really, when it happened, you were like, this is exactly what I wanted. Well, I was going to say, I don't know if it's, 
manifesting. I think it's a kind of manifesting. Lately, I have been looking straight up at the sky and asking the universe for what I need and what I want. And so I had a really, really hard time with my mom on Friday. We had a rough PT visit. I was in tears for about three hours afterward. And if you follow me on Instagram, you saw it all because I talked about it. Long story short, I looked up at the sky and I just said, I need to know if it's time to stop trying so hard to help my mom. Is where she's at now okay? And do I need to learn to love what is rather than what could be or rather than what was before the stroke or even a year and a half ago before Mm -hmm. some setbacks? And I took a deep breath. I went out with my day. Randomly, yesterday morning, on a Saturday morning, my phone rings. It's Desert Regional Medical Center. And this girl said, uh, we're, we're closed on Saturdays, but I came in today and I saw your mom's name on a list and we're covered for 100% of outpatient physical therapy. Her assisted living will bring her. We want her to start on March 31st. Like, bing, bang, boom. It was everything that I kind of wanted to happen for her. And the assisted living bringing her means I don't have to take time off from work. And I mean, there it was, like on a platter. Like, sometimes, you know, whoever you believe in, God, Buddha, the universe, sometimes that power just hands you something on a plate. And there it was. So, especially if you're focused on it, yeah, I think that's the that's the key, and that's what you did, Jimmy. And I watched those videos of you, and it was the honesty that you had in those videos was absolutely heart uh, breathtaking. And then you said, classic Lanahan style, you're like, now I'm going to go watch Grey's Anatomy, yeah, and it's going to get worse. <laughs> well. You know, I do it because I have so many people that follow me on Instagram for the sole purpose of they are also caretakers. And that's how they found me. And long short, I know that I can be that honest because those people relate to every word I'm saying. And I even related and I'm not taking care of anybody. So yeah, it was very touching. And I'm I'm glad that worked out. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, I think. Part B of that is, uh, it's kind of like how I end every podcast saying like, we have to be good to each other. There's different ways to be really good to each other. And I think sharing my experience, I I had somebody, um, a former guest of this podcast, actually, they wrote me and they said, Jim, the way you just described mourning your mom's old self, yet having to take care of the new version of her while mourning her. And how weird that is and how we're not supposed to do that as human beings. She said, I've never been able to get my head around it until you articulated it. And I said, oh, my God, that's my current situation. And I just feel like those are the moments in which we are the most service to each other sometimes when you just validate, you know. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you for this. Christine, what did you manifest? Emphasis on the man. Well, I have two examples. Um, One that was sort of pretty good. The other one I thought was amazing. Um, 
And I find that for me, I can always manifest magic around stuff that I don't, that I don't care as much about. (laughs) So for me, like I tend to manifest magic in my day job. Like, so the two experiences I've had with that was, um, the lesser one was when I was living in New York and, um, I actually interviewed with, um, where Jim, a company that Jim, I don't remember if he was working for them at the time or had worked for them. So I went in for the interview. They essentially gave it to me on the spot. And I went during the lunch, during lunch of my current job. And when I went back to work, I was like, I'm hemming and hawing if I should take it. And I was like, you know, I'm going to do it. And so I was going to write, um, my like resignation letter and give it to my boss that day. And something said, why don't you just wait till tomorrow? Just give it one day. And that afternoon I got laid off with like eight weeks severance. (laughs) So if I had like given my, (laughs) but the, uh, but the one that's a classic Cinecor. Yeah, that is. (laughs) But the one that was like complete magic was before I moved to New York, I was living in Chicago and I had, I knew I wanted to go back to New York and it was right after nine 11. And so everybody was like, nobody's hiring. You're never going to find a job. Like, you know, it's just this terrible time. <laughs> in that wait a minute, wait a yeah. minute. Christine, uh-huh. what voice did you just use to tell that story? <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Nobody's hiring. Nobody's hiring. You have to go back to Chicago. You know what it takes me to? Wait, to New York. Who's that cat? Who's the character? He was a cat. And he was like, nobody's hiring even. Who Who is that? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what it just reminded me. Yeah. Oh, it looks so horrible right now. Yeah. It's 9 11. Oh, yeah. That, I can't remember. And it's it's age left. What was <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had I had flown back and forth like from Chicago to New York to go on interviews and wasn't getting anything and I was like just tired of spending the money and all that and so I was like you know what I just would love to be able to get a job like from Chicago that doesn't require me to go back and forth and so the next day I got a call um, about a position I had applied for uh, asking me if I could interview and I was like well because I had been submitting in inter- like with resumes with a New York address and they were like well um can you come in for an interview and I was like well to be honest I'm, I'm currently in Chicago and she's like oh well the manager you'd be interviewing with is actually in Chicago right now turns out she was literally in the building across from my work so I oh, went wow. during my work literally walked across the street interviewed mm. got the job and was able like to to move to New York mm-hmm. like with the universe just handed it to you that day. Yeah, it was literally like, oh, here is this what you wanted? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> and and was that the job that sent you to India? Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about wow. all the opportunities too. Like the universe was like, this is for you, and also get ready because it's going to be really fucking cool for the next however many years, three or four yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. Give, get and that, that green maternity jacket ready to go. Yeah, well, that began Christine's long obsession with South Asian penis. <laughs> Stephanie, um, do you have the name of the character who talks Nagel like Puss. this even? Snagglepuss, that is correct, yeah. Exit oh, stage right. And I found the name, too, of the woman. Her name was Marion Ramsey. And yes. she did just pass on January 8th. <laughs> Scott, how did Scott with his finger on the pulse of Marion Ramsey <laughs> fandom? <laughs> he was fantastic. 
She was her. great. Yeah, she was great. She was great. Wait, and Scott also brought up Marsha Warfield two episodes ago. <laughs> <laughs> if you have any questions about aging black black actors, actresses, yeah, yeah, uh, just check in with Scott. <laughs> He's yeah. like on it. I'm a, I'm an encyclopedia. I love it. I love that. I love like um, this segment because I think it's the most important to stop and acknowledge yes. when this happens. A lot of people really do go through life with blinders on and sometimes they don't recognize when the universe hands them something. They just keep going. I or did that a lot just, in my 20s. Yeah. Or they'll just say, ah, whatever. It just happened that way. It's complete coincidence. It's yeah. not. It's not. it's not coincidence. And I think life has to knock you around a little bit and you have to have several disappointments before you realize, oh, those moments are really special and I have to acknowledge it, you know, and I can also control those moments. Yes. Yeah. That's what Marsha did. I was just totally impressed with what Marsha, I mean, everything she put out into the universe, she got back like every detail. And it was just like, wow, amazing. Amazing. All right, Steph, you got one? Always manifested the apartment I wanted. Literally, size of building, location, you know, amenities, uh, price, uh, whether it's been New York, Los Angeles twice, or even this place that I'm in, it's always like... I'm not settling for something. I'm very focused on yeah. what that is. And I think about it. Um, yeah. By the way, loving the exposed brick in the new apartment. Thank you. Yeah. It is a converted uh, velveteen mill. And uh, in another episode, I'm going to need to discuss uh, a potential ghost situation with someone. Mm. I think he's nice. He's been kind, but I'm pretty sure we're haunted. So we should yeah. have on one of our medium friends yeah. to uh, do a little ghost moment with you. Yeah. Ghost hunting. Um, by the way, Exposed Brick was my Tinder name the year I was, if you will, keeping the hardwood floors. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, hardwood. Oh, when Jimmy kept it straight for an hour. <laughs> oh my God. For an hour. Yeah. Have, like, we ever, have we ever been able to get through like one segment without somebody bringing up their penis? No. No, never. No, no. Never. but you have to admit, back to me naming my junk. Imagine if I named my junk <laughs> Exposed Brick. <laughs> you know what's another good uh name for my junk former velveteen factory <laughs> i will also say that we manifested your wellness we really were all as a group like just hoping and praying for you oh so. that's sweet it's true. We were all like, where are they? Why aren't they responding? <laughs> yeah, we were in a full gay panic when no one was responding except for mm-hmm. Anne. Yeah. Thank yeah. God I have her on speed dial. Yeah. She's the one to get in touch with. She knows everything anyway. <clears throat> all right, you guys, let's uh, have some feel goods and then wrap this mother up. Uh, this feel good story is just remarkable. I love it so, so much. And I want to thank friend of the pod, Barbara, for sending it in this week. When y'all send in the feel goods, I love it. It's my favorite thing in the world. Here we go. Steve Chu 
owns an Asian fusion restaurant in Baltimore. Okay, did you hear how I just said Baltimore? <laughs> in Baltimore. You said, yeah. so said it. Like said it. I started it's to say Baltimore. Me. And then I, I, so listen, when you Nurse. live in Baltimore, you say this, Balmer. They don't even say the T-I, Balmer. Really? Yeah, yeah. true story. Can you put Balmer, a hun for it too? Say what? They use they say hun a lot too. Yeah, Obama hun. Yes. Think about John Travolta in hairspray. Balmer hun. Very it's very Baltimore. Uh, so back to Steve Chu. He owns an Asian fusion restaurant and Balmer Hun. He received an email from the son-in-law of one of his terminally ill customers. The son-in-law said, Would it be possible to get the recipe? of my mother-in-law's favorite dish, the broccoli tempura. I would like to make it for her at her house in Vermont. Chu read the email and instantly knew he could do one better. He quickly replied with an alternative suggestion. Thanks for reaching out, he wrote. We would like to meet you in Vermont and make the broccoli tempura fresh for you. The email's author, Brandon Jones, was stunned. He wrote back to Steve Chu saying, Dude, Vermont is six hours away from Baltimore. Are you sure about this? But Steve responded, No problem. You tell us the day, time, and location, and we will be there. So, Brandon Jones and his wife, Rena, it's Rena's mom who has the cancer, were preparing to visit Rena's mother, who is in the final stages of lung cancer, when all of this went down. For the past five or six years, every time Rena's mother visited Baltimore, the first place they would take her was Steve Chu's restaurant. It's called Ekaben, E-K-I-B-E-N. E-K-I-B-E-N. Everybody go follow it on Instagram. They're the most amazing people in the world. Um, Ekaben is in Fells Point, a super trendy part of Baltimore, where I used to fuck this guy who was very attractive. She always ordered the tempura broccoli. By the way, I never ordered the tempura broccoli when I went to Fells Point, but now I've, I've learned better. Um, she always ordered the tempura broccoli with fresh herbs, diced onion, and fermented cucumber vinegar. When Chu said he'd be happy to make the, the dish from scratch in Vermont one Saturday afternoon, the family was elated. It's just so above and beyond, said Jones. It's an incredible act of kindness. Chu said, fulfilling the wish of a 72-year-old customer struggling with late-stage cancer was the right thing to do. So on March 12th, Chu loaded his truck after work with a hot plate and a cooler filled with the ingredients for the broccoli tempura. And he headed up to Vermont with his business partner and another employee. The trio stayed overnight in an Airbnb rental, and then they stopped for additional ingredients on their way to the Jones family home. As soon as they arrived, they pulled down the gate of the pickup truck, hooked up the hot plate to the truck's power port, and started cooking and deep frying right there in the back of the truck. Because they can't go inside because of COVID, right? 
In addition to Ekaben's broccoli tempura, they made a tofu dish with peanut sauce and fresh herbs and some steamed rice. By the way, the detail on this feel good is so, so delicious that I'm a little bit salivating, a little bit hashtag fat kid, a little bit I'm going to get maternity pants because I'm going to have a food baby. Then, after neatly boxing everything up, they knocked on the customer's door. Go ahead and answer, Rena said to her mother, and as soon as Rena's mom answered the door, she recognized the aroma of her favorite meal, and it smelled amazing. Rena said that her mom cried about their generosity, and so did I. They made so much food that she had enough for the next day for lunch. It's something we'll never forget. I'll carry that positive memory with me always. The Joneses invited Chu and his team to stay for dinner, but they said, no thanks, we have to get back to Baltimore. So after they handed over the food, they just cleaned up and they went back to Baltimore. They wouldn't accept a single dime. Loyal customers are now swamping Ekaben's two locations with orders because the news got out about the good deed. But Chu said he's not looking for any accolades. He said the request was such a simple one to grant that he couldn't imagine not doing it. He said, to me, it's a huge honor to be able to help fulfill the family's wishes. This is about her, not us. There was a lot of good, positive energy in doing this. I love that story so much. As I always say, use your superpowers for good. Everyday activities that you take for granted that are so easy for you to do can make really huge impact. 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 Oh, impacts. Everyday activities, you guys, that you take for granted can make huge impacts on the lives of others. Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. I love it so much. By the way, I'm going to leave that blooper in because that's pretty funny. If I start messing up words and then I go into the old lady voice, the snickerdoodle voice, that's that's a classic Lanham. It is, yeah. Um, I love that. Christine, you never make me broccoli tempura anymore, you bitch. I drove my truck over to you the other day, but you weren't there. <laughs> I drove all the way to Palm Springs, you asshole. <laughs> I had just gone to the Starbucks to pick up an iced coffee. You should have stayed two minutes. <sighs> Christine, where can we get your world famous broccoli tempura <laughs> recipe? Uh, you can find me at C Cinecore on uh, Twitter and Facebook at Christine Cinecore on Instagram and uh, website is christinecinecore.com. Fabulous. Don't forget that you can always see a little more of Dr. John Paul on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Dr. John Paul. Also, their website is www.drjohnpaul.com. No H and John. That costs more, okay? And you don't want to be Scott and not pay your domain fee and get your site taken down. So it's J-O-N. Remember that. You can't prove that. <laughs> Scott, um, if your website's down, where else can we find you? Oh. <laughs> well, you can find me at Scotty Sheldon on Twitter and Facebook and on Instagram. I, I have three different uh, pages. 
one, Scott A. Sheldon. That's the main page. If you're looking for some uh, acting stylings, go to Scotty Sheldon, the actor. And if you're looking to buy or sell a home in the L.A. County, it's Scotty Sheldon, the realtor. Nice. Yeah. Stephanie. Nice. On Instagram and Twitter, you can find me at Chicky Laugh, C-H-I-C-K-Y-L-A-F-F. And if you have a suggestion for the yummy, yummy, DM me on Instagram. It might end up on the show. For lots of pictures of my dog, Billy, you can find him at Billy the Rescue Pup on Instagram. It's a true story. Uh, Stephanie has recently heard from a friend of the pod who is sending us something. I won't give it away that we're going to be having soon. Wow. Yes. Oh. Yeah. It's pretty exciting. It's been in the work for a couple months now. So nice. Get ready, y'all. My name is Jim Lanahan. You can find me on Instagram at Jim Lanahan. You can also go to my website, jimlanahan.com, to learn all about my projects, including life coaching. And you can see me live every Tuesday night at 5.30 p.m. Pacific, 8.30 p.m. Eastern with Heather Carlucci Medium. You want a free psychic reading? Bitch, get to that Instagram live. That's what's up. You can also find the podcast on Jim Lanahan and Friends podcast on Instagram and also on Facebook. All right, that's the Thursday show. We are going to be back with a hot and fresh, I mean, hotter and fresher than broccoli tempura uh, episode on Monday. So until then, take good care of yourself so you can in turn take good care of others because that's our job, bitches. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Oh. 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 Oh.